Welcome to the first episode of the No Chords But The Truth podcast in association with the British Country Music Festival. My name is Matt Spracklin and in this episode I'm joined by my good friend Jake Morrell on the rooftop of Karma Sanctum Hotel in Soho where we talk about what he finds hardest on tour, how Dermot O'Leary helped his career and why he stopped playing music. So let's jump on in. Here's Jake Morrell. <laughs> I feel like I was speaking to someone last night and I feel like for country music here in the UK like I, I know it's been growing for a good sort of five six years yeah. and I know it's been really exciting for like the last three years but it just feels like 2019 was the one where everyone was like everywhere all the time first there was festivals like it seemed like there was a festival every week there's gigs all the time like, every like country gig sold out because it's country do you know what I mean like it was um I feel like people have really sort of started to take pride in their craft and particularly like live shows and stuff like that. People are trying to make much more of a, a thing out yeah. of it. And I think it's really cool. And you know, I'm trying I'm always trying to improve as an artist and, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I feel like this year's been a really big year for country music. I think it's been really cool. What's your favourite thing to do? Like when, when you're when you're out because obviously you play with a band, you play solo, you play like in rounds, you, you go meet people and talk about it. I mean, there are so many places where, as an artist, you can go and do something. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. c- it can be different wherever you go. As, uh, t- do you know what? They're all kind of on a par. Mm. As long as the energy's good and that kind of thing. Like, I love, I love rounds. I love singing yeah. in the round. It's so much fun. Um, because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to jump in on the song. Um, and that's where I think kind of knowing your songs comes in, you know, knowing every which way around your song because if someone jumps in and you don't realise they're going to jump in it's sometimes you're like oh crap <laughs> it's like oh that's really cool like now I've forgotten all my lyrics uh, which I, it does happen I noticed that like because obviously you did the round at British Country Music Festival yep. who was in that 20 20 me you and the luck and the luck yeah and then Tim Proy Jones hosting it yeah it is cool why Tim it? wasn't singing I don't know yeah right I don't know but he, he joined in a bit though yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's what I like when when so, I mean, it is very, it is very Nashville. Like you get someone else, another artist, know your music enough to like join harmony and stuff, or maybe like play a lick on guitar or harmonise. Do you know what I mean or something like that? It's yeah, and I think it's wicked. I think it's really cool, and I also think it shows a level of musicianship. Yeah, where you can just jump in onto a, someone else's track, even if you've never heard it before. I think that's really cool. Right. I remember I was at the uh, at the Roundup, yeah, and Eddie Smith was playing, and Lewis from Two Is Home just like started like. F- playing guitar stuff and like you know you would have Lewis no idea he's a great if you guitar it. player man he's a great guitar player and he it's it's really cool when he does that he just joins in doesn't he yeah yeah that is cool where where did we meet i was trying to figure this out the other day i think i know actually i think i know but do you remember where we met no i don't remember i don't remember a lot of anything well that's, that's why i'm surprised i do i think you had an impression <laughs> on me <laughs> wait didn't we meet we met at ctc do we? I swear we did. Oh, this could be embarrassing. This could be one of those things where, like, I thought you, we maybe know each other longer than I thought we have. I think I think you'd started to be around in the in the scene, and then I officially kind of met you through I think Tim at CTC. Ah, in the bar. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, all bar one. Yeah. And uh, now I do remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was kind of leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And he said I was Jake, and I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of you. Yeah, and I yeah. 
I think that's where we. I think that's where we met. But do you know where the first time we hung out was at the Triple Threat launch? Oh yeah. I think anyway. That was a really fun night. Actually. That's what I was pinpointing it to. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was good fun. Free gin. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go wrong with free gin. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> well, actually, let, let's start off. When I played in a, when I played in a punk band, like there was a time when we started out that our singer sang in an American accent. Mm-hmm. To the point where like we'd be even reviewed on it. Why is that happening? That happens, doesn't it, in the country scene? Like, what What do you... I will not comment on this. Why not? <laughs> no, it does. It does. But, but that's, that's because we're trying, you know, people are heavily influenced by the American scene. Um, yeah. And I think that just comes with it. Um, I try not to do that. You, do, I, you don't, yeah. Um, because I'm not... Amer- I have been known in the studio to slip into it and I tell the producer if I start singing an American accent tell me and I will sort it out because I don't want that to come across yeah um, but they do have a real their twang really helps with words and singing and making it sound quite poetic and I think that's where people slip into it um, it's like when you go somewhere though you pick up word you know if you go if you go to like an even in you know in the uk maybe you go up north for like three weeks you end up sort of dropping in the odd sort of a up do you know what i mean well, I, I mean i went to ireland for four days last week and i was saying <laughs> grand like you wouldn't believe <laughs> it was ridiculous i was just like yeah so yeah it's it's when you you know because you know most of us i think listen to a lot of country music yeah all the time and i think that just gets ingrained into your subconscious effectively and then it just comes out when you sort of start writing a song and things yeah. like that but each to their own I yeah. think definitely you know. yeah I, I don't think it's detrimental I just find it interesting because obviously you don't hear you know many I find it strange like if you sang in an American accent and then all of a sudden start talking in the harshest Essex accent yeah, yeah, ever that, yeah. I find that very strange um, but again each to their own and yeah. If it sounds nice, it sounds great, doesn't it? Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just one of the things I want to f- ch- chuck out on Twitter every now and then. Like, just uh, uh, not my opinion. Like, I, I was basically I drafted a tweet that said, "Singers of sing- English singers with American accents." Thoughts just to see what people might bite at, but only in the devil's advocate kind of way. Because you're right. Like, it is easy to slip into that, and like that's why I prefaced it by saying, you know, I was in a band with a singer that did it really easily. Like, do you know what I mean? So. Like how how did you first start? Were you a musician, an artist, a writer before like country music, or was it country music that made you? How far back do you want to go? As far as you want. (laughs) When was the first time you picked up a guitar? Uh, When I was about sixteen. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Surprises me. I actually started playing piano first. Okay. Um, And then just really struggled with the whole reading music thing, so scrapped that and picked up a bass because. there was a lot more kind of I could do a lot more with my ear um, and then me and my brother my little brother were having guitar lessons at the same time and I was playing bass he was playing guitar and I was like can I try guitar and then I never gave it back to him <laughs> basically <laughs> he stopped having lessons and I carried on playing um, yeah so and then but I, I started off I started doing musical theatre when I was when I was really young well, I've been on stage forever my family are very musical my dad's always been in rock bands, um, although more recently he's been in, made himself a folk band. And I've just been around music, always taking the gigs. Went to Cambridge Folk Festival for the last however many amazing. years. It's an amazing festival. It's wicked. Um, 
and then yeah, I just started writing as soon as I picked up guitar. Really, like, trust me, the songs are terrible. They're awful. No one should ever hear them. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and then I just sort of kept playing, and then I kind of stopped when I was at uni because I was like, right, okay, I'm here to kind of. Part of me was like, right, okay, I'm doing a degree. I should probably try and concentrate on that. And well, what, what, what was that career? What are you trying to do? Graphic design. I say trying. I mean, you're probably really good, but uh, very <laughs> average. I've always been a very, very average student. Okay. <laughs> Just an average human being, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, not having that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what? You consciously stopped playing music? Like, it was a deliberate. In, in terms of, I stopped writing songs. Um, I kind of stopped writing songs at the end of college when I was going to uni and stuff like that. And then I uh, started playing a few open mic nights. Uh, some of my friends got really kind of behind me. And then after uni, I was just like, um, I don't want to do graphics. I really don't. Um, I'm absolutely sick of it. Trust <laughs> me, it's a really useful skill to have. I do all of my own stuff. It saves me a lot of money. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, I just sort of, I sort of went to my parents. I was like, guys, I really want to try this music thing. And they were like, amazing, do it, crack on. Um, and I did, and I haven't stopped. So how did you support yourself? Uh, well, I did graphics work. I worked on building sites. Really? Um, cool. Yeah, I've done everything. Like, my parents helped me out. Like, they're, they're amazing people. Because um, you tour, like, all the time. You, 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 yeah, I mean, busy. only only, in the, only proper touring within the last couple of years when I, I picked up my agent, um, who's doing an amazing job, um, and I said to him, just, just I just want to be out. I just want to be. I want to be playing. I want to be seen. I want to be gigging. It's my favourite thing to do. I love seeing new places. It's, it's just the, it's the excitement for me. Like, and I just want to work and work and work. And like, I was chatting to Lindsay L because I supported her a few weeks ago, and like, I've got a work ethic. Talk about a work ethic. She takes it to a new level. But I said to her, I was just like, you are very much an inspiration yeah. for how hard you work. Yeah. Like. I think you have to be a little bit careful around your mental health and your, you know, your well-being. And I still want to have an element of a social life, but like, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to play. I just want to work. I want to gig. I want to write songs. I want to be in the studio all the time. Like, I want this as my life. Yeah. And I will go and get it. And and that brings like so much fun along the way. And you meet well, some amazing people in this world, man. Yeah. Like. I'm not going to say you, because you're... <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. I'll just edit it out. <laughs> but you meet some like, incredible people. Like, there's such... Particularly in London. You know, I've been here for like six or seven years now. There's just an insane... Insanely cool bunch of people here. The community in and country music yeah. is... It, it, do you know what? It's not even... It's not even like everyone's got together and go, right, right, there's about... 5,000 of us here, we all love country music, so, and, and we've seen how it is in Nashville, so this is how it has to be. It's just like intuitively friendly yeah. and supportive and exciting because people get excited about the music, people get excited about the artists, people will go out to show after show after show and support yeah. the scene, and, you, and it is the best way of making friends in music. It is, what, it is one of the coolest scenes in the world. Oh, it's amazing, man. Like, I, going back to sort of your original question, I, I started off incredibly folky. I mean, serious Bob Dylan kind of vibes. Um, and then I just, I don't know, I just sort of very naturally kind of transitioned into more Americana. Yeah. And then when I did my sort of first proper country style EP, <coughs> Warren Thorns, I was like, cool, this is, this is where I want to go. And I started binging on country music and 
all that kind of stuff and it's there'll be people listening that will go yeah but what is Americana oh no one knows do you know what I mean yeah yeah what is it to you I think it's a grittier folk music Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is to me it's it's, earthier yeah yeah Um, it's and it's adding in I don't really know how to explain it um I don't really think anyone does. I mean, I heard someone say the other day, it's all the music that no one knows what it is. Call it Americana. <laughs> but, like, but do you know what I mean? When, I mean, when that's you... a very, very good description. <laughs> yeah. That's so accurate. Um, I don't really know. I mean... I think that's detrimental to like some of the incredible American art, yeah. Americana artists because obviously it is... It I, is th- a, I just think sound. it's that middle ground between folk and country, and yeah. pop country, really. Yeah. Because there's still a pop Americana kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um bluegrass yeah I mean they're all under that kind of that bracket of just wooden instruments and but then Bruce Springsteen and Elvis Costello and yeah I mean yeah I mean Springsteen I'd say definitely huge like huge sort of rock Americana bluesy kind of you know amazing like yeah. definitely one of my influences huge which is um, cool because it is also an entry into country music I mean there's still yeah. people out there I mean I met an artist the other night I said I met like, a friend of mine over from Canada on like touring and recording an album here she's like I never want to I never want to do country people will keep saying to me oh that sounds a bit country she hates country music like the one thing she don't want to do but she's got songs that are just country music yeah. I'm like well it's, it's basically it's basically Americana she's like yeah but I like this I said that's Americana that's a, every artist she was labelling like that's you listen to Americana music you're recording you're writing Americana music go with it yeah I mean you know in all fairness, I, personally, I don't class myself as country. Other people do that, yeah. and it's... I just love being part of the scene. I just write music. I just write songs. Um, and I'm heavily influenced by country. I love it. And I love the scene. I love the people. I love Nashville. Even though I've got a song, but... <laughs> you don't want to go there. don't want to go there. Even though, <laughs> yep, been there. It's amazing. I will be going back. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, I let people shove me in whatever bracket they want. I hate the question, what? What genre are you? I say country for ease of yeah, peace of mind. To get like, into CTC. Well, I mean, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why would it not open doors for me? Like, exactly. That's the whole game is opening doors, you know. And well, let's not let's not also like get away from the fact that there are people out there that have decided to be country. Yeah. To fit into a scene, whereas sometimes you like when it's natural, that's just what you write. You don't need to label yourself. It's what you do. Because I mean, songwriting is like your thing. Yeah, I mean, I love I love songwriting, and, and you you write with a lot of other artists as well. Like uh, that's growing as well. Obviously, yep. people getting in contact with you saying, no, I'm, "I want to write. I'm writing music. I want someone to." How how do those conversations happen? They just want help, inspiration, guidance. A bit of everything. I don't know. People see me out. I think touring a lot, and which helps like get obviously my name around and. They then probably go and check out the music and go, oh, okay, he doesn't write crap songs. Um, we can write together, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people just message me saying, look, I'd love to write with you. And I'm like, awesome, great, let's do it. Like, I don't care how good or bad you are. You can still write an amazing song. Like, I don't think you should ever be afraid of um, approaching someone to write a song. I definitely not. It doesn't matter how big or small they are. I mean, definitely it gets, you know, I've worked with some very amazing people who've done some hilariously big things and it's a little bit scary but everyone's just a person yeah uh, and I don't know I just I love it I love it I was writing with Emily Faye yesterday uh, I got 
contacted by a girl called, I think it's a Mariette? Mariette? Oh, yeah, Mariette. Uh, Mariette. Uh, Mariette. Yes. Okay. Uh, she messaged me yesterday saying, can we write in the new year? Um, been talking to Els Bailey about writing, which I think would be so much fun. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I've got I've got rights next week. I'm just I'm I'm always writing, always, always, always writing. I just want to get that back catalogue. I write with Sue McMillan a lot, who is a phenomenal writer. Yeah. Um, and we're 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 sort of setting up new projects for next year and stuff. So, because it is an avenue that's that you know, understandably ignored by like even you know artists and musicians. That the, the power of the songwriting side of things, like who. Who ins- like obviously it's intrinsic and it probably wasn't ever planned, but like who inspired you to write the way you do? Like who's who's your biggest inspirations, music, you know, artist-wise, writing-wise? Um, do you know what this one? This might shock some people. Uh, I've been massively heavily influenced by the likes of Coldplay mm-hmm. um, and Keen, and uh, I like grew up with listening to Dad's records and stuff. So things like James Taylor. Um, Springsteen, obviously, uh, Rolling Stones, like they're just sort of the stuff that's sort of always been there in the background. I think I've just kind of always been around music, like it's always playing in our house. Always there's something, and like uh, my my drummer Lewis um, has the most insane music taste ever. And when obviously when we're touring and we've done gigs for years, we've been playing you know music together since we're about 15 I think like at some vague level he's just always introduced me to a whole eclectic mix of music you know it, might, it ranges from classical right you know through to Bon Iver and then it's 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 I think just I want to absorb as much songwriting capability as I can like not just shove myself into one genre and you know write about trucks I yeah <laughs> I feel like the strapline for this is going to be the nicest man in in country music. I'm trying to give Keith Urban a run for his money. (laughs) Dermot O'Leary. Yep. How did that? What was that about? (laughs) That was thanks to my mum. Was it? Yeah. What happened there? Um, So he used to do uh, a thing on his show called "Some Mums Do Indie." Right. I don't know if you remember this feature. This is before we moved to the Breakfast Show. So back in 2016, even though I still ramble on about it. so he does that. Uh, he used to do that. And basically, my mum, without me knowing, sent in my track, Wire and Thorns. They absolutely loved it. They played it on the show. I got a huge response, um, which led me to getting a slot at Glastonbury that year uh, via invite from Emily Evers, which was amazing. Brilliant. Um, and then they heard about that and invited me back in hey. to play live on the show, which was terrifying because I was... I would say in my head still quite fresh um, so we did I took uh, three, of, three of my band members um, and we went to the show and I think you know there's obviously a few fair million listening to BBC Radio 2 and stuff and then that's how I met my management because he recommended me he was also at the top of his list of songwriters cool. to sort of look out for and it was really amazing and he's a really lovely guy and he isn't he made me feel incredibly welcome and his whole team are really lovely and I literally owe him a lot um, as well as my mum who <laughs> yeah shout out to mum shout out to mum my mum's a legend mate <laughs> she's it? nuts but she's a legend because <laughs> <laughs> like you know what's beautiful really is that 
musicians and you know singers and artists and bands they still and rightly so feel that radio play it's just like, it's almost like the Holy Grail. Do you know what I mean? And it just I think it still is. Yeah. I definitely think, I mean, I think streaming's coming up in that kind of, it, like getting getting on a big playlist. But to hear yourself on the radio, it is, there's something about it in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's, because um, I, I have been played on Radio 2 since. Um, yeah. I think Brad Paisley gave, yeah, Brad Paisley, Brad Paisley yeah. gave Freewheel and a Spin earlier this year, which was amazing. I think he just took a few UK artists and. I think you heard my show to be fair. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he does. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's been listening. In. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but 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 in reality, and I think you know the answer would probably be yeah, of course. But like, how does that then have a knock-on effect to I don't know popularity, streams, uh, social media growth? Like, if you get radio play, I think it's huge. I think right. it's still massive. Good. Um, yeah, I, th- I think. Because what do you do when you get into the car? You either put a Spotify playlist on or you put the radio on. Mm. And it's either, it's normally a BBC radio station, unless you're in London and you love the pirate stations, that kind of thing. Um, I think it's massive. I think if you can get on a on a, a or B playlist for Radio 1 or 2, mm. you're in. Like Unless you do something drastically wrong and stop producing music and stop working... There's a, there's a gateway there and I think that's what everyone's asking for that's what everyone wants yeah. I mean look at the Shires Will Thomas and their radio play on Radio 2 it's I think it's helped form their careers you know well it unlocks doors as well into the, into the bigger festivals and massively the bigger yeah. slots I mean, and you, stuff. your audience just quadruples massive it's huge it's ridiculous and I don't think people understand how how big that is still like you know it's the reason why you have to pay pluggers and things to take your music into these places yeah um, it's expensive and it sucks and you're like oh what am I paying for I don't know but they have a job and it's it's a really important one if you want to grow as an artist do you enjoy the whole social media side of it as well I, I do enjoy social media you're a bit of a vlogger as well aren't you so. I'm trying I'm trying so hard because I watch YouTube a lot I, like I'm really into or getting really into my photography and that kind of stuff just as an external hobby so I, when I don't want to think about music it's it's there and yeah. I can still be creative um, but just in my it's just for me it's just for me but the vlogging side of it I don't know I just kind of wanted to give people an insight to what it's like to be an unsigned artist trying to to just do his thing and earn a living and that kind of stuff um, funny enough I had Tim Frosty Jones messaging me about vlogging yesterday yeah, really? yeah I think he wants to start doing it and uh, it's a very American thing it's a very American thing vlogging um, I don't know a lot of UK people who do it apart from you <laughs> well yeah <laughs> I don't really vlog though I just sort of like no but it's, it's a form of vlogging though. wouldn't you say it is, I suppose it's showing someone behind the scenes yeah. and that kind of stuff uh, and that's what I'm trying to do um I'm just a little bit of a nerd in that aspect. I love I love the editing side of it and that kind of stuff. But, but and but there's also a lot of people that do want to see that as well. Like when you think of Tim and yourself and like so I many. Hope so yeah. Do you mean you know we get you think about it we get to do some pretty cool stuff. Like we get to see some pretty cool people and meet some cool people and yeah I mean we travel a lot like you know I've been to Scotland three times this year. <laughs> well, I had a Twitter question earlier on from Jeff King that said, when are you next coming back to Newcastle? <laughs> yeah, Jeff was relentlessly trying to get me. <laughs> was thinking, okay, right. That's just, one, that's just a tweet I got in. Okay. No, uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to be touring 
I can imagine all of next year. I've I've just got emails through about festivals and things coming through already. It's going to be a really busy year, and I, of course, I would love to go back up to Newcastle. I had so much fun. Newcastle's the, fun. It's a wicked city, yeah. man. I'd never been before, but I did it. Uh, the introducing Nashville this year at Sage. Oh yeah. Which was one of my favorite venues of all time. It was like, you know, uh, where they're having like the council meetings in like the Star Wars films. Yeah. It was like the inside <laughs> of that. It's <laughs> mad, man. It's so cool. Um, and they were all really lovely, um, but the city was wicked, really cool. So, and so here's the thing: people watching social media, people seeing like you're traveling around. We've talked about like how fun it is. Talked about like how cool it is to like tour, hang out with friends, write music, play, you know, record music in the studio, or get radio play. What is it? It may be more than one thing, but what is it you struggle with the most? or find really hard about what you do? Um, I would have to say, and it's certainly definitely been apparent this year, is, is being on my own a lot. I'm on my own all of the time. Um, and I, I, don't mind, I don't mind my own company, I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay. Um, but it does get a little bit lonely sometimes, you know, and it's, it's when I get uh, the opportunity to bring my band or just like my guitarist or whoever along for the trip, it's, it's, it makes it a lot a lot more fun um, and a lot more a bit easier um, I do I do a hilarious amount of miles um, on my own and that's that's what I really struggle with and that just plays on the mental health side of things I grew up around mental health um, so it's a very much a key thing in my head my parents ran mental health home back in Norfolk so and I'm, I'm aware how brutal this industry is hence why I took some time last week to just blank go, out, go quit. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went to Ireland and took my missus and stuff, and it was it was it was lovely. Um, but I just think sometimes you need to reboot. Uh, and yeah, so it's definitely. But yeah, it's definitely the uh, being on your own thing. So, so, have you got ways of dealing with that? Because you can I talk to people. Yeah, just I will talk to strangers, uh, and you kind of. I mean, do you know the thing? The thing is about the country music scene is the people will just come and talk to you. Yeah. Like if they're there to see a gig, like you may maybe you're supporting or whatever, they'll just come and talk to you, and they're just like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And it's you just interact with people, and that's really lovely. The struggle is then when you get in the car and you've got a four-hour drive to do on your own, and it's really boring. Um, so yeah, I just I just kind of do that. I I try and be social. I try and go out to shows when I'm not, you know, and see people who are in the scene because everyone's working all the time and it's very busy so yeah I don't know it's just I feel like I'm rambling no no it's not <laughs> it's interesting it's, it's, it's good it's a good thing going, going to see other shows obviously is a good thing as well there's a lot of people that wouldn't get to to go out yeah. and see other bands play And obviously I mean that's the great thing about being in London there's usually always something on um, which is quite cool I mean yeah well I mean coming at it from the homegrown side of things we are a relatively small country. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of shows that go on all the time. And this actually might roll into probably the last question I'd want to ask, and that would be, what's your advice to anyone who wants to just get to the level you're at, you know, the amount you tour, the, the, the records you're putting out? What, what would you say to someone, to, to, to someone who would ask the question, how do I get there? In this scene that is like a homegrown community. I would say work hard don't be afraid to approach venues um, 
and write, or at least try to write the best songs possible. Really vet yourself. Um, uh, I'm very lucky my to have my, my dad, for instance. He they're very my parents are very uh, critical, but in such a good way. When I would ever perform, whenever I think, just and if you don't have someone to do that for you, it's just ch- try and do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, I, and the quality over quantity, I think, is is it's would be my main message. Just just work work hard. I think I think if you want it, you got to go get it. And I think that's the most cliche thing I probably could have said, <laughs> but it's actually true. Yeah. Um, Can't avoid it. No, and you're gonna have you're gonna have low points and you're gonna have high points, and you need to when you're at the low point, you need to remember why you're doing it, and you need to remember that that feeling, because um, it you know it's it's tough, it's it is it's not easy. It's like I am exhausted all the time, but I don't care because I want it, and it gives you inspiration for writing more songs. Absolutely, yeah. Just just you know. Take take life by the scruff of the neck. Scruff of the neck and say, "Cool, <laughs> let's have fun." That's, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? That's not good. <laughs> okay, right, country song. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. Keep writing. Oh, there's so many things. There's so many things. What's the best? I want to ask you when I'm saying, what's the best thing you've done so far in your music career? Um, oh, that's a really hard question because there's a lot. Uh. If you could go, if you go back and do one of the things you've done again, what would it be? I'd go back and play. I would love to do the long road gig that I did this year. Oh, that was brilliant! That was in such a moment. In the honky um, it was unbelievable. I was, yeah, I was on such a high after that. It's not even the biggest stage, and I don't care. It was the atmosphere and the and the crowd were unbelievable. And because I think I went into it with such low expectations, I was really? like, "There is." I was like, "It's Friday. It's Friday at four o'clock. Everyone's going to be still at work. <laughs> There's going to be no one there." And they turned it up. Was rammed. It was rammed, and move. they were all singing and they were all dancing. They were having a great time, and yeah, I, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It's probably an argument to say it's better than a Sunday afternoon, like the last, because everyone's there, like getting into it. Yeah, I was knackered by Sunday. Yeah, I mean. It's, it was definitely my festival highlight this year. And it was a proper Jake Morrell show as well. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone was singing. Everyone was like singing. Everyone was singing. And, it, and if I can get that to an arena level, I will be a very, very happy man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of No Cause But The Truth in association with the British Country Music Festival. We would love it if you subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and extra love if you'd give us a lovely five-star rating. You can even review the podcast and leave a comment with who you'd like to see on. You can find me on social media at Matt Spracklin. See you next time. <laughs>